My name's Marcus, and I'm no expert comic book collector. With help from some not like-minded friends and you, our audience, I want to explore the amazing medium of comic books. This podcast is a reaction to all the common misconceptions I hear about comics as an art form. It's about how superheroes aren't the only type of stories you can find in comics. From true crime and memoir to historical fiction and sci-fi, comics have it all. This podcast is about educating people on what they can find out there and giving readers new, old, or misinformed something great to read. Listen up, nerds and future nerds. This is the VF Comics Podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the VF Comics Podcast. It's a new year and same friends here at the podcast for the actual centennial of our Lord, Stan Lee. Uh, that's right. Stan Lee was born in 1922, apparently, a full century ago, and he made a lasting impact. So while I don't have anything planned right now, now that I know that, I'm calling this the year of the Stan. I don't know how it's not already a thing. Um, with me every week are three people who don't really generally share my taste in literature or any kind of art for that matter, which makes for great conversation where they bash me for my terrible taste. <laughs> um, first up is James. Howdy, how's it going? Hey. James is a comic book shop owner by day and a very talented escort by night. Oh. Next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Well, learning about you today. <laughs> and that's how he pays the bills. Uh, next up is Meg. Hey, Meg is actually a librarian by trade, but she uses her free time to read and get absolutely blasted. Often at the same time. Oh, that's I don't know if you actually know me. Like, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just speaking truths today. Um, finally, the a man who needs no introduction. Totally real. Yeah, it's real. That's the thing. No one, no one argued with it, so it's just happening. But next up is the man who needs no introduction, unless you don't actually know him, and that's Tom. Hello, happy Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom is an art teacher by day, but moonlights as the lead singer of the best band in the tri-state area way away. Oh, thank you. I don't think we're yeah. the best band in the tri-state area, but I love our yeah. band. I think we're a good man. Yeah, you're the okayest in the tri-state area. <laughs> uh, this, this was just for my Phineas and Ferb fans out there, because for some reason, that is a show I, in adult in his 30s, know about. What? That's uh, a that was a, I loved that show. Uh, yeah, that's a solid it's show. So funny. That was a really good show. Um, yeah, what three states would it be? Where, I mean, where did they live? I don't know. If it was just the tri-state area. Oh. I'm going to say our tri-state area, in order to make you guys definitely the best, would be uh oklahoma and mississippi and texas <laughs> or no it'd just be no, us and two other states um oklahoma and mississippi and arkansas and you guys are the best of those three states all right sweet that's a guarantee congratulations um, but we have so much to do today and i feel terrible and i'm i'm hyped up on drugs so we'll get started can y'all hear my dog yeah yeah that was a dog barking Hyped, nice. they're hyped. That's what that's dude. That's what dogs do. Everyone that has a dog has a dog that barks. That's all good. And we all have that's dogs, a, so yeah, it's good. Those those dogs. <laughs> oh my gosh, they, I love hate them. Anyways, so to start off our week, 
on our month appropriately, since this is our first episode for the month, we're going to talk about previews for the month of January. Just some things that we saw coming out this month that I think look just great and really cool or fun and just give any sort of comments on them before moving along. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you'll even get to see us paste covers and even panels of each of these as we talk about them. If you're not watching on YouTube, then you won't see that because you're just using your ears. You see it in your mind. Yeah, uh, you can imagine it. it. is for stuff coming out in two months. So, Oh, I pulled up all January stuff. Oh, January. Oh, crap. Okay. Well, I'm confusing. Okay. All right. Oh, stuff for this month. I, I look for this month, but I do want to get on top of all those other things. Okay, that's my bad, James. Right. No problem. Well, and I didn't even pull mine from previews. I pulled them from what's coming out this week. So yeah, I pulled mine from like... from James's website. That's what I got my stuff from. Yeah, I want to congratulate everyone on our complete breakdown of any sort of communication. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, Tom, if, if, if Tom followed my link, that's probably previews January 2022, the, the pre-order catalog. So, yeah. Okay. okay. So he's probably looking at what I was thinking. So let me pull up the. Uh, I, I did that and and League of uh, League the the League website as well. Yeah. That's okay. okay. I mean, no, that's fine. We're I, the purpose is to talk about cool stuff coming out soon. It'll come out eventually. So it, yeah, or it won't. Oh, but okay. hopefully it will. If it's in previews, it I will. think mine comes out this week. Um, I'm gonna pivot. Oh yes. Uh, <laughs> anyways, well, let's go ahead and we'll get started. And since I've been talking a ton, who wants to start us off? Holy shit, guys! Come on. Oh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh I was. Like, hold on. I'm like screaming. I'm going. Here, so <laughs> I'm going in the order of the notes, and you did everything first in the notes, so I'm having to scroll. So okay. give me a moment. <laughs> I was reading you. about. I was looking at books that were coming out, and I I'm really wanting to read this this book called The Last Session. I guess like book two comes out this week, yeah. uh, and the the premise sounds like something that. Uh, one I'd experience in real life, but two, like really be into, into reading about, um, it's, uh, like a group, a D and D groups, uh, like last time to play together. And so they're trying to finish, uh, an unfinished session that they like started way, way back. Like it was like their first game. Uh, oh. but one of them brings a significant other that is like stalling the game. It's like, she's kind of, uh, I think, just changing the chemistry uh, and another character I think is having a hard time dealing with that. And so that just sounded like a great book that I was like, Oh, I want to really want to read that. It sounds like a cool uh, exploration of that dynamic too. Yeah. That's on my list as well. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I was excited about that. And I couldn't remember if I, it, it almost seems like I talked about the first issue of that before, but maybe I just thought about it, but yeah, I thought that looked great. Um, one of the ones I, ta- I thought looked good was called Rain. Issue one is coming out and it's written by Joe Hill, uh, who is wonderful. And also David M. Boer, who I, I don't know who that is, but sure. Sure. He's great too. Uh, yeah. But um, the art is crazy beautiful. The art is by Zoe Thurgood. And um, it's about these people who just are living life. And then all of a sudden, um, it starts raining down like like sharp 
like splintery things from the sky, which is a weird premise. Um, it, I, that's, that's really all it says. That's all it says about it. So, um, I don't know. It sounded weird and, uh, yep. Yeah, that sounds, I, Joe Hill, I mean, it's uh, Joe Hill obviously is the, not obviously, Joe Hill, in case you don't know, is the son of uh, Stephen King and has been known to write other such graphics. Uh, one of his most popular, I believe, is The Cape. Uh, and Lock and Key. Which were both limited series. And Lock and Ooh, Key. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's also yeah. pretty popular, um, I guess, if you call that popular. <laughs> it has a Netflix adaptation. <laughs> I guess it's popular. Um, <laughs> that'll it's okay. do it. Um, and then, Megan, what's this last one? The It's called Rockabilly Monsters. And um, this is written by Jose Cruz and with art by Sergio Rios. And I'm just going to read you the blurb. Candy, a girl who seeks to solve the mysterious disappearance of her family by chance of fate, is involved with a group of monsters of different races, a wolf, a vampire, Frankenstein's monster, and a sea creature. Together, they will form a unique alliance and put aside the rivalry of a hun- of hundred years, uh, which will take them to the very ends of reality when they try to stop the arrival of an ancestral evil force to our earthly plane. That's cool. Is it like a... It, because of the name, is it like a tongue-in-cheek style thing? Can you tell yet? Yeah, I have no idea. Or, I don't know. Uh, what? Oh, gosh, what was that 80s film about the monsters and the kids? Oh, I'm blanking. What? The 80s film about, like, the classic monsters and there's kids. The Monster Squad. Monster what? Squad. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is kind of making me think of the Monster Squad a little bit. I love that movie. Yeah, me too. That was a fun movie, man. That was a really good one. Like a monster Goonies. Yeah. Sweet. James, yeah, yeah, you very... got anything this month? Um, let's see. I'm kind of pivoting, trying to look to see what else is coming out here in the next couple of weeks. I know that. Uh, uh, let's see. I know that Rush continues. I know that's been really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Here, I'll go ahead and go while you look since I messed up on communicating it with everybody. Uh, so I have a pretty long list, so I'm just going to go through it pretty quickly. Um, I have started looking back at DC Books again for the first time in a year since the Death Metal event. So um, the new Batman series is looking really, really good to me. Odin's Eye from Bad Idea number four and five are coming out this month. And um, if you haven't read this yet, again, Bad Idea books are not getting digital editions they're not getting reprints it's now or never um but odin's eye has been i think the best book they've put out yet i love this story it's about a a young girl who is having seizures but they might be caused by odin um but there's there's a lot of possibility that it's mental illness it's it it's complicated but it's beautiful and it's very, very good. Um, I started picking up the new weekly Batman detective comic series again, which is starting a new arc uh, with about Arkham tower. Arkham asylum has been destroyed. So now there's this tower in the middle of the city, which even though they're the beginning of it puts it out there like, Oh, like it's safe. Now, if you really believe that Arkham anything is safe, you've never read a Batman book. I'm sure something terrible is going to happen. Um, 
Robin and Batman by number three comes out this month by Jeff Lemire. And it's his look at the early days of Dick Grayson training to be Robin. Um, a new series, uh, Batgirls, uh, number two comes out this month. Uh, we get a couple more Power Rangers books this month. If you aren't reading the Power Rangers series because you think that Power Rangers is terribly written, you're right about the shows. <laughs> but these comics are incredible and you should check them out. Um, there's a new Brian Michael Bendis event, Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, I'm really, really hoping that this is going to be very good because the Legion of Superheroes have really struggled to stick around for like the last 15 years now. They just they keep disappearing and reappearing and then getting used and forgotten. Um, it's kind of a mess. Um, Buffy, the last vampire slayer, a post-apocalyptic Buffy story uh, starts. That's uh, looks for super yeah, sweet. That sounds tight. Uh, also, uh, Tom Taylor, who he wrote, D- he's responsible for deceased and the injustice comics um, has taken over Nightwing. And I got the first issue uh, recently. It's very good. I can't wait to see what it does with Nightwing. Um, Gosh, I'm sorry. I'm going to go through the rest of these as quick as possible. Uh, DC versus I have so many DC versus vampires. Number four. I know this is not everybody's bag, but if you give me an alternate like universe tale of, you know, justice league superheroes dealing with some sort of threat this time, it's vampires. Uh, I'm in. It looks great. Um, task force Z number three and four, uh, it's still coming out. It'll be, it's about Jason Todd leading a team of zombie villains. Again, more of my weird particular things that I love. Um, let's see. I saw this and I hadn't seen this book yet. I guess I haven't picked it up, but it's called Elvira meets Vincent price. And so I, I guess if you're a fan of Vincent price horror or Elvira, uh, queen of darkness, I believe, uh, is her official title. Um, this looks like a really cool book for you. Um, another alternate universe Justice League title, Dark Knights of Steel, which is a medieval fantasy series with DC characters. Um, and then last on here that I want to talk about is Inferno number four, which is the end of Jonathan Hickman's run on X-Men. X-Men the last couple of years has been incredible. Jonathan Hickman has had an amazing plan. I'm super upset that he's leaving because he had a, he had a long-term plan for the X-Men, but he is finishing out with Inferno number four before we get the next phase of what's happening in X-Men. And I think it's the best thing that's been done with X-Men since the nineties. Not that I've read a ton of X-Men, but like that seems to be the consensus. It's such good stuff. So there is my list. I have shot my, I shot my shot out there into the world. Uh, James, did you find anything? Uh, yeah. Um, well, I'm surprised I didn't remember this, but, uh, Saga is returning. What? Wow. Returning oh, I forgot. Month. That's amazing. Um, everybody is, uh, you know, really excited about that. Uh, yes. also have some, uh, some new, uh, vault books coming. Uh, one of which, which is, uh, end after end, which looks really great about a guy who, uh, you know, has lived a, an unremarkable life, but uh, ends up dying and then waking up in the midst of a uh, of a uh, fantasy war and uh, uh, 
that looks really good. Um, I yeah, I like there's that. Also, uh, some other uh, some other vault titles. Uh, the rush continues. Uh, I've uh, also been really. Uh, I, I picked up uh, Matt Kent's new book, Apache Delivery Service. Uh, yes, it, same. It came out this week, and it is a fantastic book. Uh, you know, it's really hard to describe the genres that <laughs> that Matt Kent operates in because it's a sort of a a war book with elements of horror and, uh, and uh, it's uh, it, it has sort of a uh, apocalypse now feel to it also in that uh, it's about a, uh, you know, a journey through, through the Vietnam jungles during the uh, Vietnam war. Uh, this time it's uh, looks like it's going to involve a treasure hunt, but uh, yeah. Um, there's a weird mixture of things all happening in that book. I'm hoping he can maintain um, that the book seems to be dealing with racism because um, it's, you know, the Vietnam war, but it's about um, a native American man in uh, that war. Yeah. who? Uh, but then also like the treasure hunt yeah. and <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he sort of uh, uh, has to, you know, and endure some, you know, some ribbing from his uh, fellow soldiers about his, uh, about his uh, ethnic background, you know, just, just the uh, title of the, of the book in itself sort of reflects that in that everybody calls him their Apache scout, but he's actually, I, I believe he said he was Navajo. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, which when he said that, I was like, Oh shit! Wait a yeah. <laughs> you can like, see people doing that, you know. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, uh, well, and they attribute a lot of stereotypes to him. They're like, "Oh, you're so good because of you know your you know Apache training and yeah. shit like that." Yeah, they sort of like you know project all those uh, cultural uh, assumptions upon upon him, and so he he really seems to feel more at home in the jungle, uh, and. Uh, you know, he ends up getting uh, sent out on a mission, and uh, things kind of get turned on, on on their head a bit. Uh, and uh, he ends up it from, from from what I could I could tell just from you know reading the uh, you know what was going to be coming down the pipe. It seems like that it's going to be a bit of a treasure hunt, uh, along with uh, some horror elements. So. Yeah, because there there seems to be a a killer, yeah. stalking people, yeah. there as yeah, well, like general. taking advantage of the war front to potentially you know like satiate their own like murderous desires. Yeah, there's man, there's so much going on in that yeah, book. It one is. issue already. Yeah, <laughs> and it and, and what's great about it is that it sort of like unfolds pretty naturally. You know, a lot of times whenever you have stuff kind of thrown in like that. Uh, you end up with a lot of uh, unnecessary narration or, uh, you know, a lot of uh, word balloons and, and such inserted in that ends up kind of detracting from the overall story. But this unfolds really naturally. And uh, Tyler Jenkins's artwork, you don't want to have a lot of uh, excess, excess, uh, 
verbiage on top of his his work because his artwork is absolutely spectacular in this book. Uh, it was a really great book. Um, I'm really looking forward to where it, where it goes next. Yeah, I picked it up just because Matt Kent's name was on it. Yeah, um, and I think you had mentioned it after I'd picked it up that you were going to suggest it this week at the shop, and I was like, "Oh, great! Like this should be good then." And it it is. And you're right about like I think a lot of writers make that mistake where they think they have to have the characters say everything or they have to have the thought squares, and that's not what happens here. Clearly, the writer and artist are working very well together that's, for those moments. That's a great book. Um. There was another book I was going to recommend. Let me look it up just to make sure I've got the name right. Y'all can go ahead and talk about something else if you want to. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, while James is checking that out, I am actually going to go ahead and talk about um, Image Comics Workers have officially unionized. Uh, so... It's the first union, from what I can tell, in the history of the comic book industry. Um, the comic book industry has been considered to be pretty behind in terms of this sort of organization. Um, Image was begun as a creator-run and owned company with a with a focus on ensuring that creators are compensated and have the rights to the characters they create. Um, the company as a whole took pretty normal <laughs> steps. Uh, towards the formation of the union, um, such as they didn't acknowledge it voluntarily, which wasn't unheard of, but a secret ballot vote was done from those who wanted to unionize, and the vote was in favor of unionization. Um, I know there's a lot of criticism to unions, but I also think that we know that organizations and corporations really rely on bottle, bottom dollar, sort of like capitalistic thinking that can often minimize and harm workers, not just the creators, but your office workers, the people doing what is considered the grunt work. And that's who wanted to form this union. These aren't the creators getting together. These were people who were credited as getting all those fine details around what the create, what, what the authors and artists are doing to make it happen. Um, and so now it looks like this small group of people has officially unionized. Um, and this could be the start of something really, really big because as the first comic company and one of the bigger ones to do it, we could potentially see some of these same organizations this year start popping up in the industry. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I've got a little more, I got a little bit more, but did you guys have anything y'all wanted to say about unions and unionization? We're so chatty today. Yeah, we are. Yeah, you can tell we're trying not to step on each other's toes. I don't want to lead in this one. I'd love to, like, you know, go along with the conversation, but I definitely didn't want to like. Well, well, this might get y'all wanting to talk because there's reports out there right now. I found at boundingintocomics.com that the VP of Image, uh, Jim uh, Valentino, had requested that the unionized office workers' names be removed from the credits of the most recent issue of Hellcop. Wow. Um, very purposefully. And um, Ethan Van, Sk- uh, is it Skyver? Am I pronouncing that correctly, James? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ethan guess. Van Skyver uh, su- uh, supported their names being removed oh from the God. publication after it came to light that the same union, and he did, and Van Skyver is supporting this because he found out that the same union has requested voting rights 
in refusal to work on or publish books of creators who engage in hateful speech or actions until those creators make proper amends to anyone they've harmed. And is that author so facing thinks, allegations or something like that? No, but he is a front-facing member of Comicsgate. What's, his exact what's words, Comicsgate? Uh, how do I explain this? Comicsgate is a movement, and it's kind of weird and complicated to kind of get into it super quickly today. But basically, it's a movement that decries a lot of the what they consider forced diversity and changes in the comic book industry. Um, okay. Seems like the gates uh, are never good. Okay. So like, like, no, yeah. it's usually not, okay. it's not someone, it's, it's not someone that um, everyone necessarily agrees yeah. with, but his exact words will say a lot about what he thinks. So he tweeted on January 6th, um, having a conversation with somebody else on Twitter. And he said, quote, even funnier, these commie dimwits don't understand that unions only have power when they are comprised of a skilled and vital workforce. These pink hairs get coffee and catch spelling errors in house ads. They're entirely replaceable by non-subversives to the company. Holy shit. You're all replaceable. And so get someone who isn't going to uh, do these sort of things um, to come in and do it. Uh, and the way, in the fact that he uses several like underhanded comments, like calling them pink hairs and commie dimwits, that's the part where he especially uses me because he chose to not publicly, as a public, he is somewhat of a public figure. He chose to not try to have a discussion that doesn't involve insults, but decided to insult them and group them based off his perceived ideas of what people who want to do this are. And tell them, whatever, we don't need you. And there's just so many responses I can have for somebody like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, a lot of these guys blame uh, uh, slumping sales on these sort of yeah. pushes. Um, okay, so, so that's, James, their, you're, you're that's their reasoning for the argument is, yeah. oh, we started these... Well, that's what they're using for like their reasoning. Um, and yeah, I'll have to, and I'll have to say like a lot of the comics gate, you know, type posts that I've seen posted are typically full of people who decry themselves at, I don't know if decry is the right word, who call themselves real fans. Um, you know, people who, uh, I consider People who are who like to gatekeep this community it makes sense. There's a um, gate, you know. Like, so gotta have yeah, a gatekeeper. Uh, they, they are, <laughs> they are, they are the real fans, and you'll see that term thrown around a lot in a lot of the things that they have to say. Well, and that's just um, so it's very similar to GamerGate in that, like, oh, this idea of a real gamer, you know. Yes, oh, absolutely. My it's sarcasm very, it's, there it's, is it's, it's easily picked up by audio <laughs> listeners. There. <laughs> It's always the same guy, right? Like <laughs> behind that kind of movement is always that type of personality. I feel, um, yeah. you know, these, it's just these comics gate the gate types. I, I mean, it, it's it's kind of interesting to me because I've I've dealt with so many of them, and it's always a, a, a situation where you're not really sure if they're just getting incredibly angry because something is just different or if something is driving them beyond that, you know, I mean, 
Well, I mean, I think has a long history of people who get upset about, excuse me, about things that are just different than than what they're used to. And I can, you know, that's one thing, but there's another thing whenever, if, if you're upset about something being different and you don't like it, you know, that's one thing. If you don't like it because, you know, you start throwing out things like, um, you know, diversity and, you know, women's issues and things like that, you know, then it's, then it becomes something else. And I feel like he, he sort of traffics in that argument that drags out some of the worst in people. It, it, it's a real shame. He, he, he was a great artist. I mean, uh, I, I remember I, I enjoyed his work on, uh, uh, X-Men and, uh, Green Lantern. He was a he was a great artist. I mean, I say was. I guess he still is. He, he, yeah. But but obviously, since he's taken up this new uh, this new flag, that uh, that he's not getting much work right now. But um, well, and know. this this whole thing about sales slumps are the only hills that they feel like they can die on publicly because they are like, well, it all comes down to sell, sell, sells. And it's like, well, no, maybe some of these creators, one, want to tell this kind of story. And two, you know, the fact that maybe they're looking for a different sort of audience than you. And, you know, if, you know, if you don't want to read that, you don't, you don't have to read it. Um, I know James, he has, we've talked. Yeah. You you know, these guys have, have some numbers that they can probably stand behind on, on, on the sales numbers simply, simply because we're sort of in this transition period between generations of, of readers who, um, you know, have different opinions about how they, that, that they see their favorite properties going. I mean, that's just a fact. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's true. We, you know, I see it a lot of times on on different books where, you know, you can really see that that whenever a storyline goes a certain place, or if um, you know a character is changed in some some substantial way, people drop off of it, and so that happens. And right now, this industry is is driven by a lot of guys of a certain age, you know, older, older folks who probably shouldn't be, you know, you know, uh, uh, you know, bemoaning so heavily the, the, the fates of, um, of these characters, you know, um, and should be more mature than that. But, uh, a, a lot of them walk away from it and they usually come back every time the publisher starts up a new number one or, you know they uh, they they make a change in, in the status quo, but you know just with the uh, with the uh, Superman Son of Kal El is a good example where I, I saw a lot of a lot of people drop off, but a lot of folks jump back on. I mean I saw mm-hmm. you know we saw a, a, an increase in, in sales on, uh, on Son of kal which was, you know, and let's face it. Wow. This is the most interesting yeah, Superman's been in over a decade. You know, but, and it, you it, wouldn't necessarily <clears throat> want to tailor your stuff to that audience forever. Right. Because clearly like we feel differently 
than they do about diversity in, mm-hmm. in books and yeah i mean and so yeah like it it just seems like at what point do you just seem- tell them but do you just i, I you know I, you know tell them with your your choices that like look this yes. is this is this is how it is now you yes, know uh, well and th- it's this it's this i think idea that it that's confusing for them it's like that you know that book isn't made for you and it can be hard to watch a character you really care about but in the comic book industry the only books they're upset about are the ones with characters who have been around for over half a century those characters change regularly and sometimes you're gonna like it sometimes you're not there are some batman trends that i despise um but i've picked up a ton of batman that i do like and i just kind of and some people just have a difficult time understanding that there's another audience for something but the reasoning and what you despise in it mm-hmm. is different than what we're talking about mm-hmm. you know what i mean because it's hard i gotta say like it's hard to sympathize or empathize holding someone's hand through this transition of of diversity coming into books because it's just it's i shouldn't have to explain human rights and equality to you like and if you have a problem reading about that or having a character take the spotlight that's different you know i i don't i don't know like yeah. then then you're then your norm you know i have, you know i have some sympathy for, for 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 certain people who want to you know get upset because uh you know they make Iron Man somebody other than Tony Stark simply because I understand that, you know, you grew up with Iron Man. Iron that was your Iron Man. You love Iron yeah. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so when, whenever they they did the uh, Riri Williams thing, you know, people get upset. Now, whenever you get upset because they you know, they changed it. That's one thing. If you get upset because they, they changed it to a female African-American, then you're racist. You know, I mean, it just comes, it, it, it just comes down to that. And, and, and what people like Van Skyver are doing are, is that they're like trying to like build this narrative that the reason why your stuff is changing is because of, you know, diversity, black people, you know, uh, 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 you know, transsexual characters, bisexual characters, you know, and, and, and sort of making it, making the, the change as, as being something initiated by this agenda. And whenever you sort of start demonizing people like that, or, you know, creating a narrative that you know a certain group of people are out to get you or whatever that's irresponsible yeah yes and, yes uh, that's a great way to put it and so yeah you know if if they made wolverine you know gay which was like something that that, that, that they were talking about or or, or or that people were all speculating about. Well, hey, I'm saying Jean Grey, Cyclops, they, and Wolverine's rooms are the only rooms of Krakoa yeah, that are connected. Yeah, yeah. Everybody <laughs> w- 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 was like joking about that stuff. If if they did that, you know, that would, you know, everybody has their like sacred cow. You know what I mean? It's like for me, it's Wolverine, and it's like, come on, why would you do that? You know that that makes no sense because you know all this history and all that. You know, if they did that, you know, 
if if I say I don't like that, that's fine because it's just different than what I've always, you know, yeah, uh, assisting Wolverine was, and, and and I identify with that character. Yeah. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But I have the option to walk away and just say, you know what, I've got I've got Wolverine stories for my entire life. You know, I love the. The, the movie Apocalypse Now, I don't worry about, you know, somebody doing a sequel to it or anything else. You know, I can just love that one movie, just like I can love the the Dark Phoenix saga or, uh, you know, the uh, early issues of Wolverine or whatever. And the adaptations and, of Dark Phoenix saga, both X-Men 3 and X-Men Dark Phoenix. Like, high, amazing. high quality. You can, you can always separate <laughs> things. You, life is not exactly. about... Life is not about taking something from your childhood and protecting it religiously throughout your life and not having it change. You know, you you cannot do that. You have to like grow up at some point. You know, I mean, <laughs> things change. Absolutely, yeah, so, you can't step into the same river twice. So it's like you know, you know, like I say, if 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 somebody ha- has as a character that they really love for a long time, you know, and and, and it changes, I, I can understand them not not wanting to like continue reading something. Yeah, but I I don't understand somebody making it specifically about you know them being gay or whatever, and then you know creating this like agenda around it and wanting to, you know, you know, rip somebody apart over it. It just makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, 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 and if you're talking about, and if you're talking about it from the perspective of, of the health of the industry, you know, from the health of, of, of the industry, We've got to start start bringing more new people in, into the stores. Yeah, so. yeah, we got absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's, and, that, uh, book, yeah, and the comic book industry without forced diversity in the '90s almost completely collapsed. So let's not. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Well, and and on on top of that, we're just all getting older. You know, it's it, it's eventually going to be young forever. You know, and you know, I'm a a a, a staunch advocate on. Uh, on uh, human rights, civil rights issues. Uh, you know, I have my feelings about this. So, so I'm fine with, with them, you know, you know, making these, these moves in order to, to bring new people in. I mean, this is where the world, well, half of the country is moving toward, you know, unfortunately, you know, you know, there, there's still a lot of people in, in this industry who, you know, just, are, are going to stick by their guns and, and, uh, and, and fight change. So I don't know. That's it's a, uh, it's, it's a, a, a tough situation to be in a, as a retailer. I know that because yeah, yeah like that, it's, on, it's on, gotta on be, it's, it's of, gotta be. And we're like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we're like trying to, you know, forward something that is, uh, well, I know I am. I try to to have a, a very forward looking store with, uh, you know, I, I have a open door policy for anybody. I don't try to choose what what, what people should read or anything like that. But at the same time, you know, it's like, you know, all, all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> are we going to ignore that screen? What the fuck? 
was oh, that? that's my son. He's he's okay. Probably, he's probably being a wild man oh, right now. That sounded like a woman. Yeah, dying. <laughs> yeah. So I was very concerned. <laughs> I think he was like, no, you know. Oh my god, that's oh, so funny. Man. Um, I was talking. Ha- to we him. got James. We got here from uh, from unions, guys. Well, yeah. I, it um, makes yeah. sense. It, I, like yeah. the it yeah, we followed, no, it followed this, a, this, yeah. this boy. It's, it's, that was like, no, 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 it's, no, no, no. it's it's really genuinely a part of the no. conversation, and I think this is proof that the conversation is more complicated than something you can do in ten minutes. For sure, there's a lot going yeah. on, and if you're really going to have a conversation and you're really going to listen and you're really going to try to find a solution, you can't just say it's like this. The end. And, you know, I, you know, I think that some people are trying to are trying to do that. And that's not finding a solution. It's being, you know, there's times I think there are times to be divisive for sure. And there's times to be like sometimes listen to someone who's trying to be divisive and find the points where you can come together on to help them move them a little bit closer to us. Yeah, that's the reason why I um, always address it as, OK, are, 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 are you mad because this is just different? You know, is that what it yep. is? You know, this isn't what you've always read. You know, but all right, I can talk to you about that. If you're mad because, you know, you know, you want to push some sort of agenda or, uh, or uh, hate on a certain group of people, then no, I don't know. And it's, that. it's good to, have that conversation and to find out, like you said, like we talked it out of like why that person is angry too, before you make an assumption on your end as well about why they're angry. Like, I think James really pointed that out of like why that's, Mm -hmm. that's super important. Oh, James, James locked it, locked it down. Um, I also want to point out that whenever I do see James at the shop on Wednesdays for lunch, he never talks this much. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> on the podcast, I can always get him to like, he's just pat. He's a passionate guy. And once that thing pops up, he's going to talk about it. And I love it. It makes me happy. But we've been talking about that for a really long time. And I, we, we're going to move on. I know we're going to come back to this concept uh, several times. So I'm going to go ahead and move on to, to the next. To thing. close that though. Like you did but bring up, up. It, like an issue of like, I, I do feel like we all agreed that it was wrong for those people to not get credited for the book that they worked on. Yes. And, and the comments made about that type of worker were, were messed up. That was a messed up. Yeah. They were not okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and on the point about, um, about them, you know, wanting to, what was it? Institute some, some sort of standard on, on who could write mm-hmm. or, or who couldn't. I mean, that may be something pretty hard to implement. Uh, but I mean, I can definitely understand why it was brought up. I, I can understand yeah. why, why, why they, they would want to talk about that. Anyways. So to, on something, onto something a little bit sad, but also a little bit happy. Um, I want to talk about bad idea and Ryan Bodenheim. Um, so we talk about bad idea pretty often around here because James is the, only one of 200 bad idea retailers in the world 
or maybe he's not based on recent emails that have been <laughs> yeah, going I around. Week, yeah. I, yeah, there's there there's a lot going on with that idea. They're always doing something crazy. They're selling something. They're selling a something that is pixelated in an image, and they won't tell you what it is, and it's thousands of dollars. And they fired all the retailer. I don't know. There's a lot going what? on. What? But it's we'll get to it. What? Um, one day. But bad idea. Okay. Lifted the curtain a little bit on themselves. Um, very recently, after the death of one of the comic book artists working on one of their books, Ryan Bodenheim, um, who passed away on December 20th at the age of 44. Mm. Um, their exact comments were, uh, and their exact comments were in relation to the book he was working on. They said, today we are releasing Spark Number 1 online in honor of our friend, Ryan Bodenheim. Ryan was an exceptional storyteller, an exquisite illustrator, a colleague, a part of our family and a friend who passed away this past December. Then there is uh, the link to his book. We all miss him dearly. This is significant because they've released nothing digitally. And if you go to the link, it's actually a website URL that was bought specifically for this issue. And it includes finished and unfinished work on the book that Ryan had been working on. And it's just out there for free. Um, and I just think that's a really cool thing for them to do, to be like, that. you know, this was his work. He cared about his work. You all deserve to be a part of it. Um, yeah, he was a massive talent. Yes. Um, but, um, you know, th- some of the things I saw online about what he had worked, uh, what he had worked on, he'd worked on, uh, Bloodshot, Ninjack, 4001 ID, AD, and Eternal Warrior for Valiant, um, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Eternals, and in collaboration with Jonathan Hickman um, over at Image, uh, it looks like Secret, The Dying of the Dead, A Red Mass for Mars, and Halcyon uh, with Mark Guggenheim. Uh, he's he's done a lot of really great things and... Um, it's just sudden passing really seems to have made an effect on the, uh, on the comics community um, right now, bad idea. And a lot of people who knew him are asking that they share their favorite uh, Ryan Bodenheim work on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and also to donate to the hero initiative. And I'll have a link in the description of the episode below. The hero initiative is a, a group that helps, um, um, how do I put it? Um, artists and writers in the comic book industry who may need a financial safety net because something they didn't see coming has occurred, you know, such as like emergency medical aid, uh, financial support uh, for, um, you know, maybe a tornado hit their house, destroyed their uh, the place where they work. So um, they're asking that to you donate there. And, uh, Again, this is just kind of a real quick thing. There's not much to talk about here, but I did want to share a quote from Ryan that's been going around the internet is on a lot of the articles about him that I think is really cool and really sums up how a lot of us feel about the industry. So, um, quote, the comic book industry will never die because we love what we do. We won't stop drawing. We won't stop telling stories. We won't stop reading them. We've been doing it since the caves. 
and I, I love that. I think that's, you know, not much to say about that. Um, so yeah, um, definitely check that out. His book over at sparkcomicbook.com. Again, a link will be in the description for the episode. And then honestly, go look out and find some of his work and show some appreciation online for this amazing artist. Um, yeah. Everybody feel good now? <laughs> yeah, it's good to... That, that, what a touching tribute to him. Yeah, yeah it, it really is. is. You know, and, you know? and it says a lot about his character because everybody seems to kind of be coming behind his passing. Yeah. Um, you know, you lose a lot of people in a lot of different industries, and very rarely do they get the sort of compassionate response that this guy get has been getting and young too, 44, so, you know, yeah, that is yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Wow. 24. No, 40, 44 or 24, 44. Okay. 40, 40, 40, yeah, 44. Uh, I, I, I was reading this stuff back 20 years ago, but yeah, no. but still uh, like that's, that's uh, still young. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And from that, uh, we're going to move on to the last section of our episode. And again, I have kind of a long list because I'm kind of talking about we haven't met in almost a oh month, God. guys. <laughs> and so just like earlier, I'm including so much all in one episode. Uh, but it's kind of what we've been reading lately. And I've tried to keep mine tailored to just this past week. So I'll go first, get it out of the way. So you guys... <laughs> can be done with me. And then I'll let y'all tell everyone what you've been reading. Um, first, uh, I mentioned earlier, I dove back into the Batman Batman series and it's all because they brought back the concept of Batman Inc again, which was one of my favorite sort of storylines that Grant Morrison did years ago for Batman. Um, I dove into the new Batgirl series, which is incredible. Nightwing. Another one I picked up and James saw me pick up. It's called one star squadron. And the premise is that a bunch of like C and D level heroes, well, they don't have the money to support themselves. So they work with this heroes for you organization where they can be paid bodyguards or birthday party entertainment. Oh my God, that's great. (laughs) And one specific satellite branch is run by Red Tornado and Power Girl works there. And it's really kind of silly, but it also kind of points out the fact that what would a lot of these heroes do to get by on the day to day? Like they couldn't like not everyone, you know, it's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so um, <laughs> Mark Russell has been heading this and it's really, really, it's really funny. It's a limited series, but I think it'd be cool to see it go long term. Uh, Task Force C already talked about earlier and detective comics. Um, Odin's eye uh, read the most recent issue this week. And something I'm really excited for that I have been reading um, is I've been catching up on Radiant Black. And it's kind of like a very American modern Power Rangers situation. And they're about to get a one off event called Supermassive and uh, two new series. Uh, One is limited called Radiant Red and another is ongoing called Rogue Sun. And then they're going to have a crossover with the Kickstarter Inferno Red Girl. And I'm just going to admit that I think this stuff kicks ass. It's a lot of fun. It's cool to see a modern take on the silly concept of like Super Sentai and Power Rangers. And again, very American. Um, so I really like what these guys are doing. So though that's what I've been reading this week. 
Um, what about you guys? I don't read. Hmm. Let's see. Guys <laughs> don't work. <laughs> <laughs> I have been reading Bylines and Blood. It just came out this week. Uh, really great book. Um, if you're kind of having pandemic weariness, it's probably not a good one to check out. But uh, it's uh, it's a uh, book about in the future. Um, whenever the pandemic hit, uh, it basically set off a chain reaction of events that led to pretty much the entire media, uh, or, or rather not, not so much the, the entire media infrastructure, but sort of like the uh, news infrastructure ended up falling apart because of, uh, because of how society has sort of shifted to, uh, truth being in the eye of, of the beholder. Basically, every, all of the news organizations were uh, deemed uh, illegitimate, I guess, uh, just because nobody was really believing anything. So uh, newspapers and, and, and such all, uh, they no longer exist. So uh, everybody uses private detectives to figure out truth wherever it may be. If you need truth, you got to pay for it. And, uh, you know, it's usually very expensive. So only certain people are able to know the truth. And, uh, these, uh, private detectives, you know, sort of work in this shadowy world of, of what's truth and what's not. So, uh, this one private detective who is a former journalist, ends up uh, uh, being hired to find out why her old editor at a, at a new newspaper uh, ended up being murdered. And, uh, you know, what's so depressing about this book is that the pandemic is still kind of lingering. <laughs> you know, everybody's still wearing oh, masks and everything in, in, in the future. And that, uh, uh, really nobody believes anything and that the the world is pretty cruel. So as so, a bit of an escapist reader, I have zero interest in this. Book. So, so, <laughs> so in other words, this is a, an incredibly accurate prediction of the future, most likely. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's sounding uh, like it, but, um, it is, uh, a very intriguing read. Uh, has mystery elements. Uh, the uh, the uh, team on it is uh, is Van Jensen uh, and Erica Schultz. Uh, uh, they are the uh, co-writers of it, and the artist is Anake. Uh, her full name is Anake Merlinum, but. She, uh, I, I, I believe it. It had her only credited by her first name, but uh, regardless, girl is a talent. It is a it, mm. the artwork is fantastic. So uh, she's the comic world share or Zendaya. Uh, I, a lot of people do that kind of thing, I guess. Zendaya. So, uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, um, it was a uh, uh, her artwork's great. Uh, 
lots of, uh, you can see some all red influences, uh, some Wando influence, uh, just, a just really great. The art really pops. Um, and it really reflects the, uh, you know, kind of what that future would look like. Uh, and, uh, uh, for local folks, Van Jensen, uh, uh, one of the writers, he actually, uh, I, I believe he, he wrote for uh, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette here in town No way, uh, for, that's awesome. for a while as a uh, crime, uh, as a crime reporter, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. That's uh, cool. Um, I'm, I'm going on memory here, but uh, uh, he also worked with uh, Nate Powell on, uh, on oh, a uh, book not too long ago. So uh, uh, this is a... Uh, this is definitely a, a fascinating little book. Um, I'm uh, I'm really going to be tuned into it. Uh, that's that's really what uh, what has been really uh, you know like I said I, I mentioned uh, Apache Delivery Service. I've been uh, I've been continuing with uh, with Blue Flame. Uh, there's some uh, good good indie stuff out there right now. Sweet. Um, the only, I, I've read several uh, books, but the only ongoing series that I've been reading is a webcomic. <laughs> uh, yeah. And if you, if you read uh, any webcomics or you don't, I'm sure you've heard of Lore Olympus. It's pretty, pretty popular. Um, so that's, that's really the only thing that I am like reading weekly. I'm really bad at waiting you said on that things. in like a mean girl sort of way. Like you've probably heard Let's of it. See, it's pretty I've popular. Probably heard of it. Can't help it that I'm so popular. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a big deal. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. It, I mean, it was nominated for an Eisner, um, so that's cool. It did win a Harvey Award. Uh, yeah, and she, it's actually it's she's has Rachel Smith is the um, author and illustrator, and there is currently one volume. Uh, in print that you can buy from her and the second one is supposed to be coming out this year but the series is still ongoing um so i don't know how long she's planning to make it go but yeah she's kind of yeah she has like merchandise in hot topic like it's kind of gotten big um they're actually going to be they're working on a netflix animated series of the of the comic so oh cool yeah pretty sweet um i just love her art it's beautiful i i don't i i binge things so i like complete works or i like stuff that's already done i'm not great at i never really watched like before netflix i didn't really watch tv shows that were ongoing except for lost because i loved lost and that's fine oh yeah um, but even that, and I, then that show taught you the lesson to not do it again. Yeah, Well, even that I started back when Netflix was the, you know, you get the DVDs in the mail. And so I binge the first two seasons like that. And, um, I, I've ne- just never been good at waiting a week uh, for stuff. I'll forget about it, but, um, <laughs> but I, I love Laura Olympus. So I re- Sweet. recommend it. I gotta, I gotta check that out. I pulled out That's an great. old one. I started I had my old trade paperbacks of Fables and Telltale what? just announced that they were doing their second adaptation of, of Fables. They did a great, uh, they're a game design company and, 
and they did a great adaptation called The Wolf Among Us. Uh, uh, that was a lot of fun to play, and 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 just I thought did a great job with the characters, and and I thought that that was just they were kind of a, a dying company, and and they've been saved a little bit, uh, I think, under under new leadership, but um they they announced uh, like a little bit ago that they're going to do another one and and it made me want to pull those out because I, I really loved uh yeah some of those stories like bigby wolf is a it's a really like they did a really good job with him in that game he's a, a fun character this kind of noir detective uh story that was really good i've never read those but mm-hmm. i want to really fun really fun i hadn't really thought about them until <clears throat> excuse me until Tom had sort of playing the wolf among us and it just got super into Yeah, it. I loved it. I was yeah. Like, oh, these are really cool. Um, I think you told me that. So, well, no, the, 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 we had learned that it was a book adaptation or whatever. Yes. And then I went to get them. I think at Michael's shop, I was buying them left and right. Yeah. Trying to, to just learn more about it so that I could understand yeah the references better, you know, cause there's always those yeah. goodies for people that, that, uh, that I feel like the, the storytellers always put in for people that know the background or whatever. And I, I wanted to, to understand that stuff. Um, it's always great when something, a video game that you're playing, like I've experienced that one time before where you're doing something that's not reading and it makes you want to go find and read. Yeah. Music. Yeah. <laughs> that, that happened with the Witcher for me. I played. The yeah. Witcher I remember that. Like, yeah. That you bought all those. Oh, Witcher what's books. going on? I'm going to read. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a comic series. I, I, I got to go get this. Walking Dead was the same uh, for me. You know, I missed the show and the uh, and the and the books, but then the the game came out, and that was like their first, I think, because they do mainly narrative based games where you make choices and stuff. Yeah, and then and then that sucked me, and I was like, okay, I got to go and and find out some more about this universe. Um, Who made the Walking Dead game? Uh, Telltale. I think that was oh, that, that oh, was okay. Telltale's first game at, like that got really popular because they did like Jurassic Park and Back to the Future, mm-hmm. uh, and then some other like smaller IPs. Um, but I, they like I think like their first hit where it was like a a, oh, a yeah. game that won awards was The Walking mm-hmm. Dead. Um, oh yeah. What they did it, was because it, well, it, it wasn't an adaptation of any of the books. It no, was it's an original, original story. story that took yeah. place in the universe. Yes, yeah. I think Glenn is the first character that you meet from the. You see Glenn and Herschel Green, I think, yes. in, the, in the first yep. season of of the of the game, and then the rest Glenn are completely first, then Herschel, yeah, yeah, completely original characters. Um, and they've had a couple wander in from the books, but um, and that and that series is over with now, but. But yeah, so that you know, when uh, when they announced that, I was like, oh, I gotta go back through some fables. I think uh, you when you and I used to watch Once Upon a Time too, Marcus. And I feel like after I read Fables, yeah. I was like, this is just you know, they clearly just took this and were like, we're gonna make this fables, TV show. Fables is like Fables is what if Once Upon a Time was good? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah yes. <laughs> yes. Now, someone who watched multiple seasons of Once Upon a Time yes. like pretty addictively, yeah, yeah. I, I can't explain it now. Yeah, I it was it's not. No, I like I tried. Yeah, we couldn't. And then we both left at the same part. We were like, wow, okay. I think I think the glamour is worn off here. Yeah, like we're seeing what this really is. But but uh, yeah, I think that's how I would describe it is if 
if if that were really good, that's what Fables is. That's great yeah. because uh, <laughs> when you when you started to make that comparison, I was like, oh no, 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 yeah, better. no. Okay, no, that's it's, it's that concept, but yeah. told in a lot better right. way. Well, that's cool. Um, so cool. Um, so that's what we've been reading this past week. It's cool to go back and reread. Um, I do it often. I just restarted uh, Frankenstein: Agent of Shade recently. Uh, because that book is so good. It's uh, it's DC's Hellboy, as far as I'm concerned. It's the closest they'll get. Um, But that's going to be it for us this week. I do want to tell everyone real quick about how you can use leagueofcomicgeeks.com to get your pulls over at Retrograde Comics. As someone who is constantly forgetting to pull a series until I happen to see it on the shelf, or or I just grab one, but then I don't pick up any others going to league of comic geeks and connecting to your local shop, retrograde being mine. And you just click pull series and that t- or pull issue. You can do either or, and to have those shops pull those things for you is the easiest way to set up pools. I am going to put together a YouTube video of how I connected to retrograde. So that way anyone can do it for any book or, or series that they're hoping to get a hold of. James, is it is that okay? I, I don't <laughs> I don't want to step on your toes. Uh, no, that's good. Cool. But I actually really want to encourage people to use that. Um, and then um, and then that is the last thing I've got for everyone this week. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Um, starting this week, you can actually catch uh, sections from uh, our podcast on YouTube with images from the books we talked about uh, sprinkled throughout the week. If you want some more great content and maybe see some great giveaways, uh, make sure to head over to patreon.com using the link in our episode description or our YouTube page um, to help support a growing group and exploring this wonderful medium of comics. Thanks everyone for listening to us. We will see you all next week. 